welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's a bit strange. I say back to normality with just the two of us, but I don't know if normal is the two of us anymore. We've had a good run of guests. I don't know what normal is anymore. I mean, in <laughs> life, in podcasting, in anything. So, uh, yeah, I, I quite like sometimes. Don't, don't get me wrong. I love having our guests and I love everything about having guests on this podcast. Tell you the one thing that I've been loving this week, Scott, is all of the inter-guest love that I've been seeing. Like I've been seeing lots of guests shouting out other episodes, like obviously a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Ryan on the podcast. I've seen Ryan shouting out um, uh, Gel's episode, Kicks or Candy. Uh, I've seen like Calf shouting out other episodes. Like it seems to be that all of our previous guests, like Kick Frames, he's been showing a lot of love with the, the, the Kicks or Candy episodes. Absolutely love the relationships that we're building with our guests. And it's really, really cool hearing their stories. But yeah, it's, it's nice every now and then to like just check in, go back to a, the, the, what, what feels like the old style podcast. I mean, we're only on episode 13, but I feel like ep- episodes uh, episodes are just you and I. It feels like an OG podcast at this stage. But uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's been a good week, mate. It's been a good week. But coming back to an episode with just you and me, it's good because we get to talk about stuff that we used to talk about, like release it, like reviews and stuff we've bought and just talk a lot of shit and stuff like this. So I think without uh, without further ado, mate, we have, it's been a few weeks, hasn't it? It's been about three weeks since we've had an episode, just you and I. And of course, three weeks is like three years in sneakerhead world um, because it's inevitable that one of us is going to buy at least a pair of shoes in three weeks. So we have a few reviews um, for you listeners. It will span over the last few weeks. So I'm sorry if this is stuff that's come out a few weeks ago now and maybe it's old news and things like this. But we, we want to talk to you about the shoes we bought and kind of any rec- recommendations and, and things like this. So Scott, diving straight in with you, mate, you've bought a couple of pairs over the last couple of weeks haven't you so um what have you been able to to pick up recently yeah i mean actually i've been pretty good i haven't actually bought anything for myself this month i have not bought anything for the whole of february and by the end of this week this will be a month when nothing has been purchased however at the beginning of kind of i say beginning of the month they they arrived in feb but they weren't bought in feb um, and I've mentioned them a couple of times already, um, and that is the Street Hawker Dunks. And I'd, I've said how amazing these are, and we, some of the guests have said, you know, how good they are. Um, and you know what? Every time I get them out of the box and I look at them again, there's something else that I discover on this shoe. Um, and it, it can be little, just little touches about everything. Um, I took them out of the box um, just now. And it was just like the stitching. I realised that the stitching on both the shoes are completely different colours. You can't quite see. But one's like a teal green and one's a really yeah, dark see. blue. And it's just one of those things. Where I was like, I didn't even notice that the first time. Um, this shoe, like, I mean, big, big, big shout out to Focus Scotland for these. Um, my first SB win in over a year. Um, and what a win it was. But these are um, just the materials. Every panel... 
There's just so much going on with this shoe, but it's perfect. And it's not a collaboration, which I love more than anything, is the fact that there's nothing there's no collaboration, it's just Nike have gone with the story and they've absolutely smashed it. Um you know, there's suede, long haired suede, canvas, you've got leather, you've got ostrich leather, um just yeah, there, there's so much going on with this shoe that I could spend a whole episode just literally walking through it. Um, and they are absolutely incredible. Um, and they have already been worn multiple times and will get worn a lot more. Um, and weirdly, I've had a lot of compliments on these from people that I didn't expect. So good old uh, Mary in the, uh, in the post office, 70-year-old lady who's now... She kind of knows whenever I come in with a box, she's like, more shoes. I'm like, yes, I'm, yeah, more shoes are coming in or I'm returning some or, you know, sending them to somebody, whatever. But um, she was like, oh, I like those ones. They're very colourful. You know, how much did you pay for them and all this? So, oh, thanks. Thank you very much. Um, but no, they're, yeah, these are just, the pictures don't do them justice. And I hope when lockdown starts to ease, which could be soon, and we have some meetups or something, and we go to see people again. People really need to take a real look at these Street Hawkers because they are—they're one of the the special dunks. And I think in in actually in years' time, people will look back at these and be seriously trying to hunt them down. Um, but yeah, they are. And weirdly, quality control, top notch, which is not something that could be said for a lot of Nike releases recently. So yeah absolutely top 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 pair so the question that seems to be floating around the social medias um with anyone that posts a picture of these street hawker dunks is which shoe do you like more so if i was to put a metaphorical gun to your head scott and say that you either had to have a complete set of the left shoe or a complete set of the right shoe which one are you going to go for it's really tough and i to be fair I asked that question to um, my fiance, and she said she preferred the lighter coloured um, shoe with kind of the long suede and that. But I think actually, I prefer the darker shoe with the ostrich leather. Um, it's just the colours, and I think I think it's the back that sells it to me. I quite like kind of pastel kind of colours and watercolours, and I just that. The kind of the leather they used on the back, the beautiful kind of blue they've used, and just the watercolor pattern on the back, just it really does it for me. It's just a beautiful. You know, I'd love a shoe that is just that pattern all over, just that blue and that it's watercolor a, yeah, it's all cool. over. It's, a cool. it's lovely. Um, so for me, I think it's that one. Um, what would be a nice shoe is if you kind of kept it a little bit simple, but just had the swoosh as that watercolor. Like you could have a fairly you could have a fairly neutral shoe, and then if the swoosh was that kind of like watercolor, like pastel, that would look pretty. There cool. is so many different things from these shoes that you could take out and kind of redo in a different way, and it would also look incredible. Like like say like that, just using like the blue leather with just the kind of the watercolor swoosh would look stunning. Um, and it, there's Imagine there's the just so much. Oh. imagine the samples of that shoe like imagine how many iterations of that shoe they had to go through i bet there are some i'm not i'm not a genius when it comes to the design process of a shoe but i bet there are some really fucking cool samples floating around like street hotter samples where they've like messed with the materials messed with the colorways like that would be insane 
I think with this shoe, I changed my mind on it. And not that I really think about this shoe often, but um, I changed my mind between which shoe I like. I actually prefer the materials on the lighter shoe, but the colours on the darker shoe. I don't really like the copper um, toe box on the darker shoe, um, or, I d- or, or, or or like I would have preferred it more like a brown colour. If it was like mm. a, if it was like a hairy suede, like a brown hairy suede, then that would look really cool. But um, big, huge, huge pickup. I mean, that is the shoe this year that I think is like the the big shoe that's released so far. I mean, people are already it's saying amazing. that it is the the shoe of the year, and it came out in what like January, February time. So honestly, it's, um, in, it's a massive in terms massive of pickup. dunk. In terms of dunk, that will be one of the best of the year. And like inevitably, when we get to the end of the year and we start looking at kind of our shoe of the year. Um, for me, that one will be up there, one hundred percent. And the thing is that they have done so. I haven't seen them in hand, but obviously we we kind of touched on them in other episodes. We have the VX one thousand Dunk that got released. Yeah. Again, not a collaboration, just a really good story behind a shoe, and they look incredible. Like the details on that. Again, I think they will be up there. Um, but unfortunately, they haven't seemed to release everywhere. It seems, from my knowledge, no. Attitude and I think Slam City have had them. And that's pretty much it so far. Um, so, yeah, yeah I've seen, wait I've to seen see a few if any people more post online. Um, I've seen a few people post their pairs. Mm. Yeah, I think Attitude have, have been giving out the wins. Um, so, yeah, I know Sneaker Dog got a pair. Um, kind of good friends of the podcast. Like, yeah, he'll be, he's ecstatic about his pair and, you know, good on him um and there's a, there's a few others that we know that have kind of got pairs and they all say they're really they're just again a really good pair but if this is what sb is going to be this year then there's going to be a lot of very very good releases um and this is not talking about collaborations either so god help us if you know whatever collaborations could be around the corner god help all of our bank accounts <laughs> um well I, I, i've had a few few pickups so since we've last done one of these reviews um i had i picked up a, a pair of the the 2019 adidas zx 6000 og like from the 30 years pack um I, I think i might have mentioned this on previous episodes if not i've put it on my social media that i've given myself a little bit of a mission that i got into zx big time in 2020 and missed the drop of the 2019 pack so i'm going back and trying to to collect them all um I've I've got a couple of pairs, uh, a couple of pairs left to grab, and then that pack's complete. But the big one that I wanted to talk about was um, my birthday present from my girlfriend. So massive, massive thank you to um, uh, to Han for um, the, the the birthday present. She got me a pair of the ZX eight thousand um, Yozakura from the 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 pack, the other shoe to the Hanami. Um, and obviously that ZX8000 Hanami is something that we talk about nearly on a weekly basis, especially with our guests. Obviously, we've got the great debate last week um, with Jell, uh, Kicks or Candy. She evened up the score and we are going into our next guest episode um, for a piece, winner takes all. Um, I tell you what, Scott, the biggest thing that getting this shoe in hand has done for me is solidify the fact that I'm going to make a bold statement. Not only should the Hanami be the Adidas shoe of the year for Adidas in 2020, 
the Cordoba shouldn't even be second. The Yozakora should be second. I want to start this great debate all over again and which one's better, Hanami or Yozakora, because I kid you not, I cannot look at those shoes and decide which one's better. They are both absolutely perfect. Um, still comes in the nice pretty box. It still has the kind of divider down the middle, all of the uh, the um, cherry blossom petals, apart from they're not red cherry blossoms. They're like a kind of peachy color, uh, which is really, really nice. Uh, for those of you that don't know, because I think we've touched upon this shoe a couple of times, but we've not really given the proper explanation and the real story behind the shoe. So for those of you that don't know, the celebration of Hanami is um, a, the, basically the celebration um, of the, the cherry blossoms blooming. And in 2020, Adidas made this pack, um, one shoe, a pink shoe called the Hanami to represent the cherry blossoms. It was a pink and red shoe to represent the blooming of the cherry blossoms and the Hanami celebration. But when these celebrations occur, um, quite often they are celebrated with families underneath um, cherry blossom trees and the celebrations can go all the way into the night time and as the celebrations turn into night it is referred to as Yozakora which is why they have the pack um, and the blue kind of slash grey pair is called the Yozakora and the idea is that you have the Hanami for the daytime celebration and the Yozakora for the evening celebration amazing amazing storytelling I don't need to go on anymore about how amazing we've said the shoe is here for the storytelling I just can't pick the two apart. And the lovely little Easter egg that came with this shoe is both pairs come with spare laces. So the Hanami comes with a spare pair of red 3M laces. Um, and I had a little bit of a QC issue with my Hanami pair. Um, I had one shoelace that I kid you not was probably for a size 5 and one shoelace that must have been for a size 50. I had one shoelace that was humongous and one shoelace that was short. So I had to take out the original pink shoelaces and put in the spare pair of red 3M. The Ozakora Scott come with a spare pair of pink 3M laces that perfectly <laughs> match the Hanami. So not only do I have an amazing pair of ZX in the Yozakora? But I also now have an even better. I've made my favorite Adidas shoe even better by finally having some nice matching pink laces in there. So, but I'm going to say, Scott, your Cordoba doesn't stand a chance, mate, because it doesn't even, it doesn't even deserve a silver medal. Bronze at best. Just throwing it out there. And I'm saying you're wrong. End of story. That's it. Simple as. <laughs> I. The thing is, it, it's kind of odd because oh, the Hanami and the Yozakora, I, I really liked both. And I tried to pick up, when I got the win through for the Hanami, immediately that day, when I kind of very hungover, I was like, right, I'm going to try and pick up the Yozakora. Not for me, but for my fiance because I knew that she liked them. And I just couldn't get my hands on them because Adidas was just a nightmare and, you know, raffles are gone and whatnot. But I've, ne I've never really seen that many pics of the Yozakora and I haven't seen, I've never seen them in hand, so I can't really comment on how good they are. Um, the colour's always a bit of an odd one. Um, I mean, I'm quite colourblind, so it's a bit of a tricky one for me as to what colour they actually are. Um, but for me, if they're anything like the Hanami, then they will be one of the shoes... Um, of the year because the Hanami was just everything about it. Like I said, the storytelling, 
um, and the links that actually Japan has to Germany as well um, are there. It's not like they've just gone and picked a random thing from Japan. There is a there is a solid link with Germany. Um, but yeah, no, it's just... I will take your word for it, but there is no way, no way in hell that that Cordoba um, would be below. Because out of the pack, I mean, we may we might be able to put the Hanami and the Yozakura on equal terms if you can't decide, but that Cordoba is... In terms of Adidas and in terms of Adidas silhouettes, that shoe will go down in history, the Cordova, 100%. Well, we shall see because for for those of you listening this week, next week, we're back to normal guest episodes. Um, and that means that this time next week, Scott, we're going to have a winner. We are going to have an official, the first week, obviously we record... Um, a few days before the episode releases. So the the episode will release, I think, Monday the 8th of March. But in the first week of March 2021, we will finally have a decision on the 2020 Adidas Sneaker of the Year, which I find absolutely absurd that we've managed to drag this argument out this long. But hey-ho, it's been too close of a race. But uh, but yeah, that's my my big notable pickup. There is another one that I'm going to talk about later, but you listeners have to... Stay tuned in to uh, hear about that one. Um, but you you had a, another little pickup, another little gem arrive at your door, Scott. So uh, yeah, what else have you been picking up? I mean, this was, again, this is one that, it's not for me, it was for my fiance, and she kind of, she showed me a pair, two pairs actually, um, a couple, little while ago, and she was saying, these are really nice, these are really nice. And doing what she normally does, she says they're nice, but then never really says anything about them afterwards, so I forgot about them. And then one Saturday morning, I said, oh, you know, these released today, I'm pretty sure you showed me them, like, they've gone. And she was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, I was going to buy a pair. I was like, well, you you didn't tell me. And then I was like, do you still want a pair? Yeah, right. Hunted them down and found them. So the pairs that she sent me were the Air Force One and the Air Max 90 Valentine's Day pack. However, she has always hated Air Max, but loves Air Force. However, this time, she preferred the Air Max over the Air Force. So, she got her first pair of Air Max 90s. And I have to say, when they arrived, she just she opened the box while I was at work and sent me a picture and was like, I love them, they're beautiful, incredible. And I came back and I did my thing and kind of looking over them and just seeing what they were. And I've got to say, these will be one of the most underrated shoes of 2021. Because the materials on them, the leather is amazing, the suede is beautiful, all of the little touches, like the little heart um, kind of eye holes the on the back where the Nike Air is, the air little dot on the eye is a heart. Like, oh, I didn't realise those little details. Seriously, like, there's so oh, many really little cool. details. And the thing is, they might just seem like kind of inconsequential and we're like, oh yeah, whatever. But... When you think of what they have to change in a factory in order to do these little details, so like with the ZX8000 Lego, the amount of work that would have gone into just creating the machinery to do the those, do that moulds for the heel counter and everything is nuts. And for them to do it on what was essentially a GR release of an Air Force and an Air Max 1, in an Air Force 1 and an Air Max 90, is incredible. Um, and I've got to say, like, they said originally these went in women's and then they did release in men's colours. 
But if I'd have known these were in men's earlier, I would have 100% picked up a pair because they are seriously, seriously good. And I think, yeah, looking back on this year, this will go down as a pair that people will probably forget about but should definitely be spoken about as one of the most underrated when it comes to the end because they are phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, anybody that picks up a pair... I love that shoe. I hope you wear them as much as my girlfriend will because she's already absolutely battered them. She's only had them for a few weeks. No, I, I absolutely love that pair. And to be perfectly honest, Scott, I almost went through the same um, scenario as you did. I was flicking through Instagram, and in fact, actually, I showed my girlfriend a pair for me to potentially buy a pair. And as soon as I showed them to her, she was like, I like those. <laughs> um, we actually call it, Scott, In our, we actually call it in our family. And this came from my mum, so shout out Mandy. We call it, when someone makes a suggestion, a boing. So, Verity, you should have definitely, you should have put that boing in the back of your mind, mate. Because <laughs> you, you need to remember that kind of stuff. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, Hannah, as soon as she saw them, she was like, oh my God, I love those. And ever since, she's been on the hunt for a pair of pink and red shoes. Um, the only reason why she didn't like, the only reason why she does not have a pair of those Air Max right now is because I showed her the little kind of like Valentine's Day cards, the little um, hatch yeah, they had on the, the tongue. And she, she, didn't like, she didn't like the hatch. She didn't like the hatch. And um, that was the only thing stopping her from buying it. She's very, very fussy with her shoes. Like a little detail like that, she'd be like, nah. So, yeah, um, yeah that was the only reason. Cool. But they're a beautiful, they're a beautiful, beautiful um, shoe. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, no, they are, they are a stunning pair. No, definitely up there. But I, I'm, I'm proud of you, mate. I'm proud of you. You've gone a whole month without buying a shoe for yourself. It also shows how many guests we've had that we've your your first review, your only review for a shoe you had was a shoe you bought back at the end of January. Um, but I mean, we, 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 I can see, I'm looking into my crystal ball now, Scott. You not buying shoes for yourself ain't going to last long because we know what's coming around the corner. Um, indeed. By the time this episode releases, we'll be maybe like a week away or something like that. With the uh, we, we've yeah, been seeing more and more weeks, and more leaks. Yeah, more and more week. Uh, sorry, weeks. I had weeks in my head there. We've had more and more leaks of the Sean Weatherspoon ZX8000. And listeners, if you're not ZX fans or Sean Weatherspoon's fans, you're going to be sick and tired of hearing us talk about it. But guess what? When we get our pairs, we're not shutting up. Um, you are going to hear more and more and more about those shoes uh, kind of going more and more into the future. So uh, I can see I can see in my crystal ball, Scott, you ain't going to be saving money for much longer. We're both going to be yeah, having a pair crossed. of Sean Weatherspoons to talk about. We're going to be fighting over. We're going to be fighting over who's going to do the review um, <laughs> that month on the podcast. But um, we've decided ladies and gentlemen listening, that we have a slightly different angle for this week's podcast. Um, normally at this stage, we've talked about some reviews. We've had a little bit of a catch up. Normally right now, I will be sending you through to our Shoes Round studio for a week of sneaker news. 
But there is no news this week. There is no news whatsoever. Not because there isn't anything happening in the world, but we've just decided to do a slightly different episode. Um, Earlier on in the week, we sent out onto our Instagram stories um, to give you guys, the listeners, our Instagram followers, the opportunity to ask questions, to do a little bit of a Q&A today um, on the episode. Um, I tell you what, I've never felt like more of a kind of wannabe Instagram influencer putting a Q&A thing out onto uh, our Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey-ho, we're here. Uh, we did actually, we, we put a suggestion box um, very early on in the podcast, actually. Um, I think it might have been Chelsea, in fact, that responded. We asked the question, what do you want to see on the podcast? And I think Chelsea might have said Q&As or something like that. So uh, here we yeah. are, Chelsea. This week's segment is for you. So... Thank you. First of all, thank you very much for everyone that sent in their questions. Um, we had some um, very thought-provoking questions. We had some um, amazingly silly questions, but we're going to go through most of them today. We're not going to go through all of them. So all we're going to do is just take it in turns asking the questions. Uh, obviously, both of us will give our answers and uh, we'll just see how many we can get through today. We might, um, like I said, have a couple of other bits to talk about later on. We shall see. So the first question we have, and I'm so happy this is the first question to talk about Scott because the first question is from Adam um, on Instagram at Adam underscore Scott 24 and the reason why I'm so happy this is our first question is because Adam shout out to Adam because you have been a huge supporter of the podcast literally from the minute it started so thank you to, to Adam for he's constantly sharing our stuff Makes me feel like a celebrity when he listens to the episodes <laughs> on the big screen on his TV. Um, <laughs> uh, I've made it, mum. I'm on the big screen. But yeah, shout out to Adam. And Adam's question is, Scott, if you could only wear one silhouette for the rest of the year, what would it be? Ooh, I, I had to think about this one. And the thing is, in my mind, my, my initial thought, I went to Ultra Boost, mainly for comfort purposes, because that's just where my mind goes however after a little bit of thought my decision if I was going to wear one silhouette for the rest of the year and potentially just the rest of time it would be the Adidas ZX10,000 that's my thought reason being is because with the colorways that there are currently that shoe just it goes with everything it just you can just wear it with everything other than obviously going to work it's comfortable and you can just wear it up or down it's just it's just a great shoe like it's just a brilliant looking shoe um so yeah i think the 10k is the one that i looked at and i thought you know what yeah that that would be the one that i would quite happily just throw on every single day um for the rest of my days and be quite happy with i could have called that one you love a ZX10,000. Like, love a 10,000. Obviously, we mentioned, this in a, we mentioned this in a previous episode about um, our kind of different attitudes towards ZX. Um, and I, I like the idea of having as many different ZXs as I possibly can. And like I said, I want to get one of everything and kind of create a collection out of it. Whereas your big, big focus, although you have bought like the National Parks, the 5,000s mm. and things like this, your big focus, you love a 10,000 and probably second favorite silhouette of five speaking for you speaking on your behalf is the 8000 like you yeah. love a 10000 and 8000 yeah, 100% so i could have i could i think it's a bold, it's a good choice it's a good choice i mean it's a comfortable shoe this um, is it. it's, an, it's a new silhouette so new colorways are going to be coming out I, so i was like 
I was like, it could be a Jordan 1, because I could literally, if I was going to wear just one shoe forever, and it was only that shoe, it would be a Jordan 1, because I could wear that. You can wear that shoe anywhere, but it's not yeah. that comfortable. You know, if you wear it all day, your feet will kind of ache a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, for me, I think that 10K just ticks enough boxes to be to be that one. So the, the silhouette that I would wear for the rest of the year is actually the New Balance 550. Which, I saw your face kind of twinge Ooh. a little bit there on the Zoom, Scott. You're kind of a bit confused by that choice. Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain myself. So, first things first, for any listeners, yes, I have just said, for someone that has openly discussed on this podcast, I do not wear flat shoes. I have just said, yes, I will spend <laughs> the entire year wearing a flat shoe. Um, reason. I said earlier on when we were doing the reviews that I bought another pair and I was going to talk about it later. Now is the opportunity for me to talk about it. Um, one of the shoes I bought very, very randomly um, was the New Balance 550 in the Team Royal Blue colorway. Um, I was just searching. Uh, I was actually searching for the New Balance 5740 in the kind of um, black and multicolored colorway. And for some reason, typing in New Balance mm. 5 on Google instantly popped up on the new balance mm. website a pair of 550s now for anyone that's tried to get a pair they sold out instantly um someone must have returned a pair because yeah. a size nine was on the website so instantly grabbed them i kid you not scott i have not stopped wearing them since they are one of the most comfiest shoes i've ever put on in my life um new balance have included like the Ortholite. um uh, insole. Yeah. So it's the insole's yeah. actually fairly the insole's actually fairly padded and it's got a mm. really good amount of padding around the heel. So actually it doesn't feel like you're wearing a flat soled shoe at all. Uh, and I've already spoken to people on my Instagram and things that they're saying New Balance the five fifty, this is the year of the five fifty. We saw last year loads of leaked images about like twenty odd different colourways that were releasing um throughout the course mm. of the year. So I'm gonna say Especially with all the colorways coming out. I mean, I've already got a white and blue pair. You can get black and red pair, black and gray pair. You can get all mm -hmm. white, all black. There's burgundy pairs, light blue pairs, yellow pairs coming out. Like you can, it, it's, it feels to me like the New Balance Jordan 1. And like that ticks all the boxes to me because it's not a high shoe. It's more like a kind of low mm -hmm. to mid. Um, yeah, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. Anyone that is um and ah in about a 550, try and buy yourself a pair because they're bloody brilliant. You know what? I don't disagree with you. It was a surprise pick, but I don't disagree with you. Um, I'm just waiting for them to to properly release, I guess, because they're just they yeah. seem to be dripping through in different places. Like End had a few pairs um, unannounced, and then they launch. disappeared. Yeah, they're just very random. But no, I mean, I, I I'm a big fan of that shoe. Um, looking to get a pair um, of the red pair. Um, so no, not not a bad shout. Not a bad shout at all. Um, but we'll move, we'll move on to the second question. Um, from a friend um, Tidy Tie-Dye um, basically he just asks how have we not met yet so if anybody <laughs> anybody that doesn't know me and Matt have actually never met in person ever no. um, which is bizarre because you know when Matt approached me and kind of said you know do you fancy doing a podcast this could have gone horribly wrong because we'd this never even spoke really we'd never even spoken to each other um, and it's weird because we do get a lot of kind of people messaging in and saying, you know, 
you guys, you know, how long have you been friends and all this, and we kind of have to break break the news that it hasn't been long at all. And like I say, because of everything that's going on, um, I mean, I guess the simple answer to why we've never met is lockdown. That's it. Like, it, it's become impossible. Every time it's remotely looked like lifting, it's come back again. Um, we get shut so, down again. We get shut down again. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a weird one. So to, to to put a bit of context, to put a bit of context to it, yeah, like Scott said, we started chatting on Instagram because just I think one of us followed each other. It was something like that. I actually weirdly think somehow G's involved. Like I'm pretty sure like I was following G and you were following G, and then we started following each other and then started chatting <laughs> that way. And yeah, I kid you not, listeners. This is why I love it. Whenever we get feedback, like when everyone, when anyone messages in saying, oh, you guys have really good chemistry on the podcast, really enjoy listening. Honestly, it means the world to us because Scott and I genuinely hadn't even had a conversation over the phone until about a week before the podcast started. So the fact that people are, like, like you said, this could have ended up horribly wrong. But yeah, the answer to your question, Tidy Tidy, how haven't we um, met? Um, lockdown, innit? Um, and that's about it, really. So, yeah, that's the answer to that question. Yeah. But Tidy Tie-Dye decided that he wanted to spam our <laughs> Instagram with as many different questions as he possibly could. So we have another question from Tidy Tie-Dye. Uh, I wasn't going to answer this one, but it makes me look like an idiot. So I'm all for making myself look like an idiot on the internet. Um, the question was, what is the most you've paid for a shoe? You did also put in there what would you pay? But I'm just going to stick with the first question. What's the most you've paid? So I'm going to answer this one first, if that's okay, Scott, because I, I, like I said, my answer is very, very stupid. So the most I've paid for a shoe isn't actually much at all. The most I've ever paid for a shoe is $250, which at the time with the exchange rate amounted to about 210, 215 um, pounds. Now, the shoe is the Stranger Things Blazers, and that's where it becomes stupid because $250 for a pair of Stranger Things Blazers that I'm pretty sure I bought them after the launch, so I bought them at resale. Um, I'm pretty sure they were still selling for like maybe just over retail at the time. Um, I bought them from Flight Club in LA. My girlfriend won on the radio a all-expenses-paid trip to uh, Los Angeles in 2019. Absolutely mental. And on the way back, like on the day that we were flying back, we stopped off at Fairfax and we went to like all of the shops across Fairfax. Um, uh, and one of them was Flight Club. And at the time, I'd, I'd seen this shop on sneaker shopping hundreds and hundreds of times and I walked in like, oh my God, I'm finally here. I am on sneaker shopping. And I picked up straight away. I've wanted those blazers for a while, missed on the release, picked them up, looked at the bottom of the shoe and saw $250 and thought, that's a bit pricey for a blazer. Now, there was a there was a guy and a girl. it was. <laughs> it was. It was a stupid price to pay for a pair of blazers. The reason why I bought them, there was a guy and a girl stood next to me. Must have been a couple stood next to me. And they were talking about shoes that they were looking to buy. And the guy stood next to me went, oh, they're only four grand. I don't know what he was talking about, 
And still to this day, I didn't even look over to see what he was talking about. But I was umming and ahhing over spending $250 on a pair of blazers. And this guy was about to spend four grand without even blinking an eyelid. So I got majorly like butterflies in my stomach, nervous. Like I can't put these shoes down. I'm going to look like an idiot. So I bought them. Like I, I love the shoes and they were a great purchase. But $250, I, I could have bought them for half the price back home. So... That's my stupid story that makes me look like an idiot. I spent $250 on Stranger Things blazers. There's, there's so many things going on in that story. So many. But, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy that. But, you know, the thing is, mine, my most expensive is... Well... It, it's probably my Alien 380s at retail. That's it. 200 quid. Never, never, never. I've haven't paid more. I've, I've, I've swapped for things that may be of a, a higher value, um, but I've never paid anything more than that. I've paid my Varsity Mays. Um, you know, I paid a bit of resale on them, but again, I, I didn't even remotely Wasn't touch that price. Didn't even remotely touch that price. Um, yeah. So no, yeah, mine. I mean, my limit would probably be around two fifty. I think depending on the shoe, um, which is similar to what Chelsea said, actually, when she was on. But, yeah, I would never... Um, I mean, the one shoe that I probably would pay quite a bit for is the Sean Wotherspoon 97.1. Um, that is a shoe that I would spend quite a lot on, more than 250 Um But that would probably never happen because it's close to the, the £1,000 mark, which is just... That's never going to happen unless I win the lottery. So One day, mate. Yeah. One day, mate. <sighs> one day, one day. But yeah, moving on um, to question number four, I guess, from kind of Sneaker Sturt on Instagram. Um, what would be your limit on the amount of pairs in your collection? So Matt, what is your limit? Right, so I've got two answers to this. A practical answer and a stupid answer. Starting with the stupid answer, I think ideally every single sneakerhead out there the ideal answer is there isn't a limit. Like I know that's I know that's a kind of cop out answer, but in an ideal world, the only re, in an ideal world we wouldn't put a limit on the amount of shoes that we own. The only thing that I hope stops got us is in. The, exactly yeah. Um, she doesn't listen anyways. It's fine. So uh, this is the one episode she's going to listen to, and I'm saying this, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, in an ideal world, I can I can speak for every single sneakerhead out there. In an ideal world, you would just buy and buy and buy and buy and buy, and there would be no consequences whatsoever. But normally, money gets in the in the way. You can't afford to buy all of those shoes, and space gets in the way. None of us live in mansions like Offset and Little Yachty and things like this, where you can have three thousand pairs of <laughs> shoes just kicking around. Um, so the practical answer is forty-five to forty-eight pairs exactly. That's very specific. There's a reason for it. Um, I'm about to move into uh, a new flat and the rule is I'm allowed to have as many shoes that can fit in my wardrobe. And I measured it and my wardrobe will fit 45 to 48 shoes depending on how big the boxes are. So that is my practical answer. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I could see where you've got as that. As many as I, I can mean, fit that, in my that, wardrobe. That, that, that that is my answer um it's literally my limit on pairs is if i have space for them and this is literally as it is you know i'm in a one bedroom place at the moment hopefully we'll be moving soon but at the moment i have enough room 
for pairs in there. Um, but at the moment, I am getting to capacity. So if anything comes in, one in, one out, something goes out. It's simple as that. Um, so yeah, my my limit um, in a very kind of boring answer is literally if it fits. That's it. That's not a boring answer. That's a realistic answer. But this, I, t- I tell you what, Scott. <laughs> this whole we've been joking over the last couple of episodes about the doubled up podcast drinkers club i think we're i think we're gonna have to create it i think it's gonna have to be a sister company of the doubled up podcast because quite frankly we're we're having far too many questions about (laughs) this um we have a question from our very first guest g at the sneaker teacher underscore his new instagram account um what is the sneaker teachers go-to whiskey of choice now this this I have quite a sh- lovely shelf of many whiskies, but it it does depend. So if <laughs> if it's if it's if it's if we're having a, a kind of a light one, question. genuinely, if I if I'm feeling a bit light, my my go to is normally Jack Daniel's apple with tonic is lovely, and it doesn't even taste like whiskey, so you can just drink that and not even think about it. However, Suntory Japanese whiskey with tonic again is a top top drink however weird and this it was kind of weird so my my parents just it was just before lockdown two they went up to scotland my mum being kind of scottish and they went up to scotland being kind and of scottish. she was like right i'm gonna get you some proper like scottish whiskey yeah <laughs> kind of scott the kind of <laughs> scottish yeah but yeah, no. So she she was like, "I'm going to get you a proper proper Scottish whiskey," and my parents and normally they they you know when it comes to like buying stuff like that, like they wouldn't spend a lot of money, um, as I wouldn't really, and kind of came down with this bottle, and I was like, oh, "Okay," and I drank it, really nice. So Dalwhinnie Winter's Gold, if anyone hasn't tried it, is a top whiskey. However. A, a, a little advert popped up and it was, I can't remember who it was from. It might've been like masters of molten online company. It was like, take this quiz and it'll tell you your perfect whiskey. Did the little quiz in my spare time. And it came up with the one that my parents had just bought me. So I was like, it, that's no impressive. Way. I was like, that is, you know what? That's not wow. bad. Well done you. So well done no, mumsy. Yeah. They, they did made a good choice, but yeah, no, it's, I think it depends what mood I'm in. I mean, the, the episode with Rit, with um ryan i was i mean it was some like sainsbury's own real cheap stuff because somebody's gran um had kind of moved into a home and couldn't have all of her whiskey in there so i just got given a load of literally the cheapest whiskey known to man she was like no one drinks it just have it and i was like fine okay right so yeah so what you're telling me is your your reputation as a drinker exceeds the Doubled Up Podcast Drinkers Club and you have random nans giving you whiskey. Pretty much. That's what I'm getting from that story. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, <laughs> if, you wanted to, if you wanted to ask if you wanted to uh, ask my whiskey of choice, G, um, it's I hate whiskey. Um, I can't You're stand it. My, my girlfriend's... I <laughs> know, uh, Disarano or Amaretto because it was £5 a bottle. Um, that was like my... 18 year old pre-drinking days i would go for a bottle of a uh, bottle of amaretto and coke for pre-drinks um aka just dr pepper or marzipan um i yeah i'm not a big whiskey drinker in fact my 
girlfriend's dad is a big whiskey drinker and we've been together now like eight and a half years um but there once was a time where i did not know like now me and hannah's um family are like thick as thieves like we're so so close love her family to bits um but there once was a time where I was newly introduced to Hannah's dad <laughs> and he was a big whiskey drinker and he just drinks it on the rocks. And I remember going to his house for the first mm-hmm. time. Matt, do you want a drink? Yeah, all right. Do you want a whiskey? Uh, yes, sir. I have a whiskey, <laughs> sir. Um, I genuinely, I just, st- I stared at this glass of whiskey for probably about three hours pretending to drink it and every single time he asked if i wanted a top up i'd be like no 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 i'm I'm all right i'm all right (laughs) um and yeah a a couple of visits are a couple of visits after that i told him that i didn't like whiskey and uh we're we're, we're absolutely fine now but that's my only whiskey story that i can tell um (laughs) so this brings us on to cool um oh no it's your question next mate you go for it question number six yeah, question number six. Um, and this comes from US Gravy Seal. So US underscore gravy underscore seal on Instagram. And this is an interesting one. If Virgil could give the off-white treatment to any brand or silhouette, what would it be? And I'll throw this over to you, Matt, first, seeing as you're a massive, massive fan of off-white. <laughs> The correct answer to this question is he better not fucking touch anything I love. He, I don't even want him in the vicinity of anything that I love. That's the god's honest truth. Um, no, so I'm not the hugest. I'm not the hugest off-white fan. I can appreciate some of the models that um, uh, are just nice, regardless. It wouldn't matter whose name is attached to it. I love the Air Max 90s. Um, the, the Blazers are cool. I love a blazer, so the Blazers are cool. Um, the, the Prestos, the black Prestos are nice, uh, but that's kind of as far as my off-white um, kind of love goes. Mm. Um, practically, when you're answering this question, you have to be very careful because if you're going by the question, which is Virgil doing the off-white treatment, you're talking about doing... like I interpret, I interpret this question as doing a 10 with another brand. So you have to be you have to go with a brand that has ten different silhouettes that you could comfortably do. And I think other than Nike, you really do struggle. Um yes, Adidas have a lot of silhouettes, but they don't have a lot of silhouettes that are kind of in the public eye. Um mm. again, Reebok, they don't have a huge amount of, of, of models. New balance, it just wouldn't really make sense. Um so I'd have to probably go with Adidas just because I could see him doing like maybe a Stan Smith, a superstar, a ZX, a forum. Like there are ten silhouettes that you could pluck out of the Adidas catalogue that he could do the off-white ten with. So unfortunately, that is my answer. Adidas. Yeah. See, I mean, I find it difficult to say a specific brand that I would want him to do it with because I think with Nike, because they range. You have the Presto, you have the Air Max Ninety. You know, you have the blazer. They're all very different shoes yeah. in the way they are. Whereas with Adidas, you can look at, the, say, the ZX, the 10,000, 8,000, 5,000. They're very similar. And even if it, you went... It wouldn't e- be very good. It wouldn't be very good. Even if you went to an Ultra Boost or something else, they're just... The makeup of the shoe is all very similar. You could go with, like, a Munchen or a Trim Trab or, like, a Handball Spezial. But again, they're all very similar. So it wouldn't... It, there's just no... Yeah, if he was going to do a 10, so to speak, it, I don't think 
it would be very difficult to do something that stood out. However, when I got that, when I saw that question, my initial thought was, okay, it depends what off-white treatment we're talking about. Because if we're okay. talking if we're talking about, say, the dunks, where we've put we've got the lacing system over the top, I yeah. don't get that. If we're talking about the uh, the running shoes with the spikes, <laughs> I don't I don't get that, you know. But if we're saying talking about what was the shoe of the year last year in the off white Jordan Four sale, if we're talking about that design makeup or something like the Air Max ninety, where it was very plain and kind of toned down, I think that he could do something very, very special with a ZX10K. I think it's got enough layerings and stuff for him to be able to play around with and come up with something good. And I think like a new balance, anything like a 990, 991, 992, again, it's because of the paneling and because of the amount of layers on it, there's a lot for him to play around with and give it. But I would want that minimalistic, toned down style. I don't want this inside out deconstructed vibe. I want this kind of, you know, like the sale just that real yeah kind of quite classy take on it rather than yeah i wouldn't i don't want him to add extra laces and mess around with kind of yeah i'm going to turn it inside out and deconstruct it because they've kind of tried that with adidas with the the x-rays and it kind of works it kind of doesn't it's a bit hit and miss um so no it i think if, if you're I think if you're going with a smaller, if we're taking the 10 and applying this, because what you're really referring to is kind of like a lot of the models from the 10, like you're referring to the Air Force One, you're referring to the Air Max 90, like the the uh, the um, Blazers, like that kind of treatment where it's yeah. like just a nice design shoe. Yeah. I could see I could see a couple of the Reebok um, silhouettes doing well there. Like if you had like a kind of minimalistic, like we've seen it with Jound, haven't we? Like the recent mm. Jounds club C's and the classic nylons mm. and the classic leathers like palace um did a really nice classic leather last year with the pump on the tongue yeah um i think i think that virgil could do if we were making it like a four or a five like a little reebok collaboration he could do a club c a nylon or a leather um mm. or both um he could quite easily do like if you wanted to please the fans that did the deconstructed look i mean you've already got an insta pump that already kind of has that deconstructed look um to it anyways because of the bits missing from it and mm. you know how virgil likes like air going through his feet or some shit so um <laughs> yeah i think you could i think that if you were doing a mini collection reebok could work quite well mm, yeah as i think i think like it just depends what what style he's going with because he has kind of played around a bit, um, and I think yeah, it, you need a shoe that he can do something with, um, and I don't think um, I just there are just certain shoes that just don't lend itself to that design, um, which is why I think that like the ten k came to mind because it just has a lot of different layerings and different kind of elements to it that yeah. can be adapted and changed. Um, I mean, so, you, yeah. you've got the heel, yeah. You've got the heel cage and you've mm -hmm. got the, the, the heel cage and obviously the lace loops itself are kind of plastic over the top. If anyone's actually taken the laces out of a pair of 10Ks, the kind of the stripes are attached to the plastic lace loops and they actually kind of come away from the shoe a little yeah. bit. So you're right, you've got a lot to play with with a 10K. If it was just a mm -hmm. one-off collaboration, I think a 10K could work. But if not, like I said, I'm, I'm sticking, with my, I'm sticking yeah. with my Reebok. I'm changing my mind from what I said earlier, Adidas. I think a little mini collection mm. with Reebok could work quite well. 
Um, plus, it's probably exactly what Reebok need. We always bash Reebok for not kind of following hype. So uh, I think it could probably spark a little bit with Reebok. Very true. But um, the next question, question number seven. This is a question that is dear to Scott's heart. Um, another guest sending in a question. Um, Ty at Ty underscore kicks. Obviously, um, we're not going to talk about Ty about shouting out the uh, YouTube page. Um, and the 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 day that we're recording, the day before Ty did a review on the Neutral Greys. Um, if you haven't checked that out by the time you listen to that, definitely go and give that great, a, uh, give that review. a watch because a really, really good, yeah, really, really good review. Um, but Ty's question was. Um, do you think slow online releases are worse than the slow release of death? Um, <laughs> Scott, seen as you are, <laughs> Scott, seen as this. you are, you are the fan of the offspring drip system. I'm going to pass over to you for your thoughts here. Right, and you know what? This this is kind of very. It kind of links to a question that will come up later, um, but. For me, the Offspring drip system worked really well, and I think it does still work to an extent. However, I think some of the shoes that they've been releasing on the drip system, you know, they clearly make a decision which ones get raffled and which ones don't. And I think there's been a lot of hyped stuff that hasn't been raffled and has gone first come, first served. It used to work, but like with the dunk release that happened in January where you had the four dunks that dropped, the traffic was just too much. And it just was, it was, it was impossible. Uh, you couldn't even get on the page. Um, you know, with the breads, um, there's um, 350 breads that released last year. Literally clicked on it, put it in my bag, checked out, end of story, done. With the dunks, I couldn't even get onto the page. It was just too much. And as with anything, the bots will find a way. Um, and they have now, there is specific bots. I've seen a couple of people post pictures. It might have been calf actually. Um, post a picture saying there is now a specific bot for offspring drip systems um, and again once you get that it just becomes impossible so the slow releases I did enjoy thankfully I mean there's not really been anything that I've tried to pick up through that drip system recently I pray to god the Sean Wotherspoons don't go through that system because yeah we could be we could be in well we could be broken men by the time we finish that um, but I think it's just one of them where the system worked and it did work, but now, again, people have caught up, people have found a way around it with bots, and um, I think now it, it's going to be another one where they might have to change change potentially the way they do it again, um, which is, it's I guess it keeps them on their toes and keeps it evolving, but eventually... Um, yeah, eventually. that's not what you want, though, is it? That you no. don't want you you don't want for shops and retailers and suppliers to have to evolve. Like the fact that you've just said there, like, oh well, I suppose it keeps offspring on their toes. Like that's in essence what you've said. Like we don't want offspring no. to be kept on their toes. We just want them to have a really good release system. Mm. And uh, this will bring this will kind of leak into another question that we're going to talk about in a minute. To answer Ty's question, I'm going for B, the slow release of death. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't need to talk again about the ZX8000 Lego release. Um, I think with Scott, what you say about the drip system, it really depends on just whether you're lucky or not. And I'm going to compare this to the Dunk Doomsday 
when on the Nike app all four of those dunks released because you and I both tried mm-hmm. to get you a pair of the vast grey dunk highs and for me it was yep. the easiest process in the world I mm-hmm. clicked on the size hit add to bag checked out yeah bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt that was the easiest pickup in the world for me for everyone else it was a horrible l and a really really stressful day bouncing from website to website trying to buy dunks Mm. so i think if you have a situation like you did scott where you go 350 breads add to basket check out done it's a really really good system you have an experience like mine where you spend nearly two hours constantly refreshing a page trying to buy a pair of Adidas ZX. Mm. It's a horrific system. Yeah. So it really just depends because obviously it's, it's, it's when it's the size you're going for at the time, at the time that you hit refresh, at the time that they're dripping more pairs through. It's really, really difficult to kind of understand. Mm. I don't understand how that system works. I mean, it does work, but... Also, I take your point as well. It really depends on the release. Um, mm-hmm. I know that they did the drip system for the mockers, and I know they've done it for dunks. And I think in something like the mockers, where it was like a um, arguably one of the best Jordans of 2020, doing it through the drip system just didn't work. I know they did a lot of their releases through the list, but um, it didn't work through a drip system. It, you couldn't even get on the website to buy anything normal because it was just too much traffic going onto one website. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think in answer to your question, Ty, yeah, the correct answer is B, the slow release of death. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, this question number eight, Scott, over to you, mate. Yeah, I mean, and again, this kind of links um, to that point, but a question from Calf. Um, so, Calf underscore official underscore Insta, um, if you're looking for him, and you should be following by now. He asked. You should just know by Calf. You should just know should by just Calf know. by now. You should. But. Yeah, I mean, the question he asked, and he he did kind of pose this on his um on his Instagram story as well. If we were a retailer for a day, how would we run raffles so it is fair for everybody? I'm going to throw this over to you, Matt, first for your thoughts. So, my only answer that I can possibly think of, because I've rattled my brain since last Saturday where Kath gave us this question... The only answer that I can possibly come up with in true offspring fashion, no one wins. Um, Like, it's just, I can't physically think of any sort of situation where there's like an actual reasonable answer to it. Um, I think a lot of people enjoy the way offspring do it with the the kind of posts. But again, like Kath said, I really enjoyed reading through all of the responses and Kath did do a little bit of a summary on his Instagram stories just kind of explaining it all and it seems to be nowadays there is a bot for everything so therefore you can't even really do the offspring raffles because there's a potential situation of bots there it's also unreasonable for you to ask retailers to put things in practice that cost money because it will just naturally cost way too much um like I said, Calf's point where it's like, are you going to spend £300 on a pair of dunks? I mean, arguably, if that dunk resells for £1,000 and you've saved 700 yeah, cool, pay 300 For someone like me that wouldn't ever spend more than, say, like a couple of hundred quid on a pair of shoes, that's never going to happen. Like I, I struggle to buy some at retail, let alone um, adding on that extra protection. So I, I don't really think, I know it's a real cop-out answer, mate, but I don't think there's a way. I know it's also a very negative answer. 
I'm not knowledgeable enough in this space to say this is how we fix it. Um, I almost think you've just got to carry on the way that we are now and just just accept the wins and the losses as they come. Like I think that's just I think the best way isn't actually to change the way that raffles are done. I think the best way is to change your mindset on raffles because we're flooded with new releases at the minute. Yes, you might really want a pair and yes, you might miss out, but there's always something else. Like we're not buying out of necessity here. We're buying out of desire. So I think it's less about changing the system and more about changing our mental um, view on things, like our mental outlook on things. I think that's the easiest and cheapest way to solve this problem. It's quite a deep answer, really. Namaste. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> I... The first thing I did when I saw this question is I posed it to my fiance and I said, okay, what do you think? You hear me moan about raffles all the time. What would be the fairest way for it? And she goes, for it to be truly random. That was her first thing. She said, for everything to be truly random, which I said, I completely agree with. And I think the issue is, and people will complain um, with offspring and it's where like the skate shops and stuff come into it because we don't really know the inner workings of how they do some of them do like google forms some of them do like instagram raffles whatever um, midnight releases for some of them like it's just the way people different shops do it whatever works for them however when you take a human the human kind of concept into it and that element there will be some form of bias in some way, shape or form, because there will be somebody like say with offspring where they go through and they pick up and they go through all the accounts, you know, they're looking at like, say the creative competition for the neutral greys. They, they will pick their favorites. Some of them will like the ones that are a bit clever. Some of them will like the ones that have used technology. Well, there is always going to be that element of bias in there. Everyone likes and dislikes different things, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there will be people that are like, oh, well, I know that guy will wear them. That's fine. You know that guy will wear them, but does that mean he should get every pair just because you know he's going to wear them? Like, hmm. So, and the thing is, you also have the element of backdoors because, you know, there are certain like there are certain people and certain places that are always accused of the same things kind of always oh, gets every pair always this and the thing is when when certain stock disappears and i've experienced it with certain shops where i've specifically been told um you know you can't have this pair and they've openly told me they can't have this pair because a staff member wants this pair um and i'm like hold up what's going on there and i was quite surprised how open they were with it but when that happens, all of a sudden, you're, it limits the chance of you know your customers winning. Um, so if you made everything truly random to everybody, great. The problem is you have bots. And when bots can generate thousands upon thousands upon thousands of entries to things in you know seconds, all of a sudden, law of that randomization, yeah, that randomization automatically becomes not kind of irrelevant but all of you know all of a sudden it's heavily weighted in the people's favor with the bots because they've got a thousand entries for one shoe whereas a normal person will have one so it is random but it's still weighted so i was thinking and i I, i've i thought about this before because someone posed me a similar question probably about year couple of years ago um and 
I thought to myself, okay, how can you stop bots? It, it's not impossible. However, the only way you can truly stop them, and I think some raffle pe raffle um, systems have done this, like size launches, they take the money from your account first. Now that does yeah. it does limit people um, as to how many they're going to buy because you know it will take cash out of their account. However, all of a sudden it becomes almost the rich versus the poor because the people who have more money will be able to enter more using a bot say than those that don't and are only entering once because that's all that they in have. itself is a problem though exactly so my thought was what if and like i say i'm sure i will be corrected um, and like i say people will have more information than i do um working in retail i have some aspect of it um but probably not to the extent but if you if everybody was forced to set up an account and I know people will say, oh, you can make duplicate accounts. Everything on each account has to be different. I'm talking different address. I'm talking different phone number. I'm talking different. And like when you set up an account, a text goes through to that phone number. People are not going to be having thousands of phone numbers ready to be able to do it. And there might be a bot that can go around it. I don't know. But then using that account, so say if you offspring set, you set up an account with offspring, if you then, whenever you purchase something through Offspring and you had to use that account, it added points to your system. Then when you entered a raffle, people with points, I say points mean prizes, but those points would then weight you in favour of, say, having, it might make your one entry equal two entries because you have a certain amount of points. So it would benefit the people that so do actually So it's not based on number of wins. It's not based on... It... Um, nope. So it's not based on number of wins. It's based on number of entries. So it would be based on, you know, it wouldn't even be based on number of entries. It'd be a case of, you know, actually, the in the terms of waiting, you know, if you've, if you've gone and bought five pairs of shoes from Offspring and you had, your account said you had five pairs, you'd bought five pairs previously, it could wait your entry more so it might count as two entries instead of one because you've purchased from them in the past because then it would it would because the, the argument is always oh well i i'm regular at this shop therefore i should have priority over people that don't okay fair enough but that shouldn't mean that you still get them so it's still random but it just means that the people that buy more do have slightly more of a chance and in that way, it would kind of satisfy two camps, but I'm I'm sure there will be ways and there will be reasons I mean, as to why that's not plausible. Um, instantly, me instantly me nitpicking there again. It goes back to the the poor versus the 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 rich in essence. I mean, if you're going if if you're going on a if you're going on a point system and you have someone with disposable income that buys five mm. pairs of GR shoes, um, all at eighty pound a pair that all of a sudden means they're getting more points than someone that gets one pair a year or something like that. Yeah, the only thing in that sense is, yes, but okay, you really want that pair of Travis Scott ones. How much money are you willing to spend with that store in order to get enough points to weight yourself more for that? So the store would, would win, really, because they'd be buying, people would be buying loads and loads of their stock in order and if you return that product trying to be clever the points just disappear you return a product the points so it's kind of like it's kind of like the adidas um website with the creator points where if you buy something for every pound it's worth yeah. say however many points and then when you return it those points get deducted 
Yeah. Because with the raffle entry, with, like, with Adidas, it doesn't really matter how much you bought with them and what level you're at. Like, I very rarely had any decent access to anything or anything like that. It's just... It just seems completely random, um, which is fine because that may be the system that I'm talking about. Um, it may be that it is I am weighted more, but I'm just not lucky enough. Maybe if it is, then good. Um, you know, because I'd rather it be random and just because I bought loads with Adidas, I don't want to be guaranteed. Um, I'd like to have a chance and more of a chance, but I'm not. Um, you know, I don't want it to be guaranteed. And you know, my pet peeve with all this, I don't mind because you know. As I've said with the Street Hawkers, I've I've waited over a year, but I have one. Like the, yeah, I have one for whatever reason that Focus Scotland have kind of seen my entry or my account, whether it be random or whether they have actually gone through each of them to kind of look. Um, they they sent them to me, and you know I'm I'm very thankful for it. So it does happen. I think, you know, the backdooring. I think. It, it's always going to happen, but it, it does need to be reduced because I'm seeing I am seeing a lot more of it now than I have done before, um, which is fine because you know people want to kind of look after their customers, um, but then you do kind of you open yourself up to more criticism because it does reduce the chances of normal people that enter winning, um, and I get it because why why would a skate store want to be sending a pair to somebody that's only entering to win the highest heat dunks? when you know they've got loads of other stock that they're not buying they're not remotely interested in so i do get it um and i can understand it um but yeah i think in terms of fairness um we've got to find a way but i don't know if we ever will to be honest and like i say i think the the answer is more changing the mindset about things um you know don't get salty about it because there's so many releases that you will win something um and you know talk to people there you know there are shoes that people want that other people don't want you know people will help if you reach out to people and make enough friends and can i talk to people about things you know people are very friendly really and people will help um you know other people out where needed they'll you know they might interview on sneakers and stuff and kind of help you out but yeah um i think it like i say it's just a mindset thing more than anything these days because as long as there's technology around um realistically technology will always win the robots will win <laughs> um yeah mate like i said i think the biggest thing there is like i said no one wins um there's always going to be flaws i think there will never be a perfect system i know that's a very cynical way of looking at it but like i said that the, what we can change as humans is our mental a- outlook at things um we can take it less seriously we can be less salty we can um and there, there are plenty there are plenty of i know i'm kind of switching almost onto a mental health aspect here but there are plenty of ways that you can try and there are plenty of techniques out there of coping with things if this is really impacting you that bad mm. there are things that you can do there is help yeah. that you can get to cope with that kind of stuff uh, I, I'm, I'm making that sound really extreme i don't mean mm-hmm. i'm, I'm, I'm going to reword that i don't mean like there are things out there to help you with this type of stuff i mean like there are, if you find yourself getting really, really worked up every single time you get an L, there are certain techniques that you can use, breathing techniques, um, journaling, things like this that can be used. That's the type of thing I mean. I don't want to, I don't, I, I all of a sudden realized that I started veering on the edge of um, potentially kind of 
mental health issues there. I didn't mean that at all. What I meant is, um, like I said, if, if you're finding yourself getting really enraged about these elves and you can't help but think, oh, the system is against me, there are things that you can do to try and help you cope with mm. those. And I like I said, one of those things can back. be talking to people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if, if it does get your works up and, you know, there are things that anger me um, within the community and what I see. Um, but, I, you know, I, in general, I'm, I'm quite a relaxed person. And like I say, if, if, I, if I lose, I lose. If I win, great. Um, and realistically, the, all the losses do make the wins that much better. Um, it's very cheesy, you know, isn't it? And I know it's, it's, it's it very is. easy to say, but it's, it's again, yeah, it's the same as anything whatsoever. Take it away from sneakers. Take it, like, put it in as simple as it's Friday night, it's cheat day, and you say to yourself, oh my God, I can't wait to get my favorite tub of Ben and Jerry's, and you go to the shop and they've got no Ben and Jerry's. Like, <laughs> there, there are certain situations where you really want something and you can't get it, and you deal with that mm-hmm. in other ways. Like, just try and apply that to, like, what do you do in that situation? If you go to the supermarket and there's no Ben and Jerry's, you buy a hagen Like, think of it that way like try and if, if, if you really want that latest Travis Scott release and you don't get it think okay cool well what can I get instead if I really want to buy a pair of trainers right now what is within my world that I can obtain and I know that's easier said than done but it's something I have to do I mean that's part of me shifting away from Nike to being an Adidas fan and a New Balance fan I mean I very rarely have to deal with all of this shit because the stuff that I buy isn't hype but anyways we're going down a rabbit hole I will say um, though- and- Oh, just before we kind of move on, you know, if, like I say, you do miss out on the high heat now, look at some of the stuff that is sitting, some of the GRs. I mean, I mentioned earlier about, like, the Air Max 90 um, Valentine's Day. They were sat for quite a long time, a couple of days you could find sizes. You have those now, and I guarantee in a couple of years' time, people will be coming up to you and saying, where did you get them, where can I get them? Because they will want them, and they were a GR. And there, there are so much good stuff that you can go and just pick up really easily that in a couple of years' time, people will be asking you and people will be salty at you because you have them and they don't. So, yeah, it's not just about the now. Think about what you will actually enjoy in the future as well. Everything is limited. Unless we're talking about a superstar or a Stan Smith or, or, or a Blazer or a Converse or a Vans, everything is, even the GRs sell out. I mean, even and think of it that way. Like, eventually, your shoe will be limited. I said right at the top of today, uh, when I said about getting the ZX six thousand, the thirty years anniversary pack. I'm currently hunting on the resale market to buy the pack, and the entire pack went into the sales in two thousand and nineteen. Like, think about that. There are people out there that are probably are not caring they have that shoe mm. or is an easy pickup or whatever this will happen but again before we dive down a rabbit hole we're getting all of a sudden very deep and uh, <laughs> uh meaningful and uh probably talking about stuff we really are not qualified to talk about let's be perfectly honest <laughs> um but we are going to finish on arguably the most important question and the reason why this is the most important question is because, Scott, this is a really, really important question to you and your uh, your future marriage. But also, if I don't ask this question, I'm pretty sure I'm scared for my life because I had some very stern words said to me that if I don't ask this question, um, I'm in trouble. So the question for you, Scott, is from your fiance. What will it take for Scott to bin off his ugly ass Nike Vermeros? 
I love that shoe. I love that shoe. I, I love it. And you know what? I only bought them because she actually agreed that I could. Now, granted, she was quite drunk at the time. So I might have kind of used it to my advantage. Um, but yeah, she hated them. They were in the sale and I think they were mispriced on the Nike website. And they were meant to be in the sale at £90 and for some reason they were down at 40 and I had another 20% off so I got them for barely anything and I love them, I love the colourway I love, they're so comfortable but she despises them like absolutely despises them she refuses to leave the house if I'm wearing them like flat out refuses um, so what will it take for me to bin them off I... I was told that if I managed, I, well, I promised if I got a pair of VX one thousands, um, the Dunks, that I would sell the Vomeros. That was that was the deal that we made. Now, obviously, I have not had a pair of them, so the Vomeros are still in the cupboard. Um, but I mean, if anybody wants to make her day, you can send me a pair of the VX one thousand so I can sell them. That that's fine by me. <laughs> Any anybody out there that's still got a pair, but I think that's a fair swap. Vomeros yeah, for VX one thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first. If anything, the people. If anything, the owner of the VX one thousand should probably throw you in some money as well. Hundred um, percent. <laughs> I mean, to get rid. I love that shoe. I like I say I got it in the sale, and I, you know, I can't. You can't find them anywhere now, but they are great. Um, and there are quite a few people that will vouch for them. I know. Um, somebody said to me that you know if you ask a Nike employee at headquarters like what they're wearing. Calf was cafe you know if you ask anybody that works at night like what they're wearing to go to the gym and on a daily basis it's the vomero it is great and i tell you what if that gets the off-white treatment here we go it could be in the 20 the vomero off-white that'd be a shoe and a oh half. my god if if in the 20 there's a vomero for you and a janoski for chelsea Dreams do come true ladies and gentlemen dreams do come I true i tell you what after that episode tidy tie-dye um, he's getting quite a few mentions on this episode. He posted a picture of him skating in a pair of pink Janoskis with the black tick, and they looked so good. So, so good. Yeah, Janoski, they, they need to make a comeback, I think. Um, but no, to, bit, to bin off my Vomeros, it, it, I, f- I feel like I'm just keeping them out of spice at this point. Before we end up going down a, uh, before we end up going down a rabbit hole of randomness which can quite often happen on this podcast (laughs) we're fully aware we talk far too much rubbish Uh, i'm just going to thank the listeners so thank you very much guys this is a very different episode to what we normally do we've obviously got no um, shoes round no double up double down that will all resume um, as of next week and we do have a guest next week so we're kind of back to to normality as such Um, so yeah thank you very much Um, this was actually a really enjoyable episode i think we're going to have to try and do these questions every kind of couple of months or something maybe not too frequently but maybe every uh every few months or something like that we'll throw out a Q&A and see what we can kind of get from you guys so thank you very much for everyone that sent in the questions really really appreciate appreciate uh, you giving us an, an evening of laughs and hopefully for the listeners um a couple of enjoyable stories but um 
I'm just going to sign off, Scott, if that's all right. So thank you uh, for listening to another episode of the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you liked this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you go and follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can also find me, Matt, at SWSneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you, mate. You can find me at underscore Sneaker Teacher. Adios, amigos. Bye. See ya.